Hello, this is Meghnad from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, 3rd of June. India has recorded 1.34 lakh new coronavirus cases over the past 24 hours, while the death toll has grown by 2,887. The country's tally of infections now stands at 2.84 crore since the outbreak in January 2020. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. COVID-19 has now infected over 17.10 crore people and killed over 35.61 lakh in the world since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. Delhi Health Minister Satyendra Jain has notified that Delhi today has recorded 1,044 cases of mucormycosis or black fungus, out of which 89 people have died so far. The union government has booked 30 crore doses of Hyderabad-based biological East coronavirus vaccine. It is currently undergoing phase three clinical trials. As per the reports, the health ministry will make an advance payment of 1500 crore rupees to the company. This will be the second indigenous vaccine to be used in the country after Bharat Biotech's co-vaccine. Biological Ease vaccine was recommended for approval by the National Expert Group on Vaccine Administration for COVID-19. The Maharashtra government has launched My Village Corona-Free Contest to encourage measures to curb infection in rural areas. According to the contest rules, three village panchayats will be given prizes for managing the COVID-19 situation as well. The first prize will be 50 lakh rupees, second 25 lakh rupees, and third 15 lakh rupees. The Aurangabad bench of the Bombay High Court yesterday asserted that the center would be responsible for any deaths that occur due to faulty ventilators that the government has provided. The bench was hearing pleas related to COVID mismanagement. On May 25th, the High Court had noted that at least 113 of the 150 ventilators provided by the center were faulty. This had come after the court had recorded the submission of the government medical college and hospital in Aurangabad, which said that it had rejected the ventilators as a patient had become hypoxic. Hypoxia is a medical term to denote that the person was having breathing difficulties. According to data shared by the railway board in response to an RTI, as many as 8,733 people were killed in 2020, despite a halt on passenger train services amid the countrywide lockdown due to COVID-19 crisis. These are deaths that occurred on railway tracks between January and December 2020. The majority of those who died were homebound migrant workers who chose to walk along the railway tracks, as train routes were considered to be shorter than roads or highways. Meanwhile, the Serum Institute of India has sought legal protection from the government for any severe side effects of its coronavirus vaccine. The Adar Punawala-led company, which manufactures Covishield, has told the government that all vaccine makers, whether Indian or foreign, should be granted the same protection. Reports said that this was one of the major key conditions put forth by pharmaceutical companies Pfizer and Moderna for supplying doses to India. The Indian drug regulator has so far not granted legal protection against the cost of compensation for severe side effects to the manufacturers of any of the three COVID-19 vaccines, which have received emergency use authorization. In response to a petition challenging the Facebook-owned WhatsApp's 2021 privacy policy, the center has told the Delhi High Court that WhatsApp was indulging in anti-user practices by obtaining trick consent. This is the consent that is being sought from the users for its updated privacy policy. According to the center, 
This was being done to ensure that WhatsApp's entire existing user base is made to accept the terms and conditions before the personal data protection bill becomes law in India. In its response, the center also added that the millions of existing users who have not accepted the updated 2021 privacy policy are being bombarded with notifications on an everyday basis. The central government has sought directions from the court to stop WhatsApp from sending notifications to the user. The government has also argued that WhatsApp's actions are against, quote, the very grain of prima facie opinion of Competition Commission of India's order, unquote, given March 24th this year. The union government in March had told the court that the privacy policy violates the 2011 IT rules on five counts and had urged the Delhi High Court to restrain the messaging app from implementing it. In January, WhatsApp had sent its users a notification that it was preparing a new privacy policy and it reserved the right to share some user data with Facebook. Meanwhile, on May 25th, the messaging platform had also said that it will not limit its functions for users who do not accept the new privacy policy. The Delhi High Court today has issued summons to Yoga Guru Ramdev on a case filed by Delhi Medical Association that seeks to restrain him from giving false information on Coronil. Coronil is a product manufactured by Ramdev's firm Patanjali Ayurved. Ramdev has made claims on several occasions that Coronil can cure the coronavirus disease in seven days, even when there is no firm scientific evidence to back his assertions. As of now, a single judge bench of Justice C. Hari Shankar has refused to restrain Ramdev from making statements against the use of allopathy and in favor of coronel. The judge said that Ramdev's statements were his quote, opinion and need to be tested on the anvil of Article 191A, unquote, which guarantees the fundamental right of freedom of speech and expression. The judge, however, directed Ramdev's counsel orally to ask the yoga guru not to make any such statements for three weeks till the suit is listed for maintainability. The petition filed by the Delhi Medical Association has come days after the Indian Medical Association had filed a police complaint against Ramdev on May 27th. IMA had accused him for spreading false and baseless information about the treatment of COVID-19 patients by approved methods and drugs. The Supreme Court today has quashed the first information report against journalist Vinod Dua. He was charged with sedition and other charges for criticizing Prime Minister Narendra Modi and his administration. While quashing the FIR, a bench of justices UU Lalit and Vineet Saran said that, quote, every journalist will be entitled to the protection under Kedarnath Singh sedition judgment, unquote. Bharatiya Janta Party leader Ajay Shyam had filed a complaint against Dua. The BJP leader from Himachal Pradesh had accused him of spreading rumors and misinformation about the communal violence in Delhi in February through his YouTube show. However, the court has rejected Dua's request to direct that no FIR should be registered against any media person with 10 years of experience, unless it is cleared by an expert committee. In August 2020, Dua had also told the Supreme Court that criticism of government was not in itself seditious unless it instigates violence, and that if Prime Minister is criticized, that does not come under criticism of the government. Dua had approached the Supreme Court after the Himachal Pradesh police appeared at his residence on June 12th and ordered him to be present at the remote Kumar Sai police station. The police action against Dua was widely criticized by journalists. The Editors Guild of India had called it a brazen attack on free speech. 
the Indian Journalists Union had asserted that the FIRs against Dua were an attempt to intimidate and suppress the media. Multiple retired officials have responded to the new pension rules notified on May 31st by saying that they can be used to stifle vocal critics of the government. The new pension rules prohibit retired officials in intelligence or security-related organizations from writing books and articles without clearance from the competent authority. Former Raw Chief A.S. Dalit told the Hindu that the notification will discourage many officials from writing. A.S. Dalit had written Kashmir, the Vajpayee years in 2015 with journalist Aditya Sinha. Former Indian Army Chief V.P. Malik, who headed the force during the Kargil War, flagged similar concerns. He contended that the basic problem is not pension rules, but that they will inhibit people from writing. Former Border Security Force head Prakash Singh told the Indian Express that while some restrictions were understandable in matters related to national security, the new rules are definitely overarching. Singh alleged that this is like a blanket ban. An unidentified official from the Intelligence Bureau said in an interview to the Indian Express that the amended rules will allow Modi government to punish anyone with differing views. Moreover, according to the new rules, the retired officials will also have to sign an undertaking that they will not publish any information without clearance. Their pension could be withheld or withdrawn fully or partially if they do not comply with the government order. Bharatiya Janta Party councillor Rakesh Pandita was shot dead in Jammu and Kashmir's Tral area in Pulwama district. Local media outlet Greater Kashmir reported that the incident took place yesterday. As per reports, the politician had gone to visit a friend, identified as Mushtaq Ahmed, when suspected militants opened fire on him. Ahmed's daughter, Asifa Mushtaq, was also reportedly hit. She is said to be in a serious condition. Pandita was taken to SDH Tral, where doctors declared him dead on arrival due to multiple bullet injuries. The Kashmir Zone police tweeted that Pandita had been provided two protective service officers and had secured hotel accommodation in Srinagar but he went to Tral area without the security cover. A case has been registered under relevant sections and an investigation is underway. The area was cordoned off after the incident. Meanwhile, a search operation is being conducted to look for the accused. National Conference leader Omar Abdullah said that Pandita was targeted and assassinated in Kashmir because of his association with electoral politics. Opposition parties in Israel have finalized an agreement to form a new government by unseating Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He has occupied the top post for the past 12 years. The proposed new government will be a coalition of eight parties spanning the political spectrum of Israel. The proposed new government will have to face a parliamentary vote before it is sworn in. The coalition has reached a rotational agreement under which Naftali Bennett and Yair Lepid would rotate the role of Prime Minister with Bennett taking up the post for the first two years and Lepid for the final two. Last week, Netanyahu had criticized the coalition, claiming that it was a threat to the security of Israel and urged politicians not to join it. And now for some green leafy shoots from the branches of newslaundry.com. I hope you're staying home and staying safe during the second wave. And I hope you're able to deal with the mental health issues that are inevitably arising due to this lockdown. In an attempt to help you understand the mental health trends and how to cope with anxiety, PTSD, and trauma, I have done a session with Dr. Vikram Patel of Harvard Medical School. Do visit our YouTube channel to check out that session. 
This was a part of the running series News Laundry is doing titled COVID-19 Navigating the Second Wave, where we and our subscribers sit down with experts to understand this godforsaken virus and how to deal with it. Our reporters are now on the ground covering the states of Rajasthan, Karnataka and Maharashtra. Diksha Munjal and Tarishka Sodhi are in Bead reporting on the COVID-19 situation there. In Bead, ASHA workers are not only tackling vaccine hesitancy, but they also have to pay for their own protective equipment. Do watch their video report on our YouTube channel now. As I said, we have reporters spread across three states now, going to the remotest of places to bring you stories of devastation caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. These reporters are traveling, living and reporting every single day, and that costs money. Power their journalism, power their work by subscribing to newslaundry.com because when you pay, we will get you stories that matter to you. Go to our website, newslaundry.com, click on the subscribe button and pay to keep news free. You can do it for as little as 300 rupees a month. It's not much, but it will go a long way towards fixing the broken media landscape in the country at the moment. We are a small attempt at righting the wrongs that plague the news space. Do consider supporting us. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.